We're gonna try this again. After many a technical difficulty. Many of them. <laughs> so, welcome to another episode of Sports Shenanigans. It feels like I've done this already. Um, Thank you, have. <laughs> we're back after a little longer hiatus than planned, but we are back. And still without Colin, so MLB will be at some point. <laughs> maybe when, well, MLB has already started again, so. Yeah. Maybe, maybe sometime. Maybe by the World Series. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, I'm going to start in the NFL just because it's a shorter, I mean, there's still a lot of news in it, but NBA just, has a, I don't know. There's a lot. Um... <laughs> So, the NFLPA Exec Council voted 6-5 to five not to recommend the CBA proposal. Um, the CBA vote is going to all the players, so all the players will vote on it. You have guys like Aaron Rodgers, Richard Sherman, Russell Wilson, the Pouncey brothers, J.J. Watt, that are against the proposal. Um, these are also the players that are in the top tier of the league. So what those, the main goal of the proposal is that it extends the season by one game and then maybe one playoff game. Um, and then the, um, it adds roster spots, practice squad spots, extra salaries. Um, so to a player like Russell Wilson, an extra hundred thousand dollars isn't going to be that big of a deal. But to players on the practice squad, players on the roster spots, twenty to fifty-five or whatever it'll be, um, the extra hundred thousand dollars will actually be a very big deal. Um, and so. Uh, while they're not making, it's not like they're making a little bit of money for football, but it's not like Russell Wilson's contract is going to change the life of him and his family forever. Um, and these practice squad people, um, are probably making like a couple hundred thousand. So it's not, it's not like generational wealth. Um, so they would take the extra money and it's got a better health care plan and all that. Um, for players um, in the midst of player safety as they're looking to add two more games to the season. So, um, <laughs> but, uh, so that's the news with the CBA. They're still waiting on the players' vote to come out. Um, Anthony Costanzo has announced that he'll be coming back for his 10th season with the Colts, which is good news. Because I've heard some Colts fans that say that Costanzo isn't that great, so they weren't really that worried about it. However, I would say he's better than having to spend time trying to find another left tackle when we have other needs that need to be addressed. Um, mm-hmm. And so now with him coming back, we can strictly focus on defense and receivers and stuff like that. Um the Giants are open for business with the fourth overall pick. Apparently, they've said that. Um, I mean, they're not ruling anything out. I mean, if I was the Giants, I'd be willing to trade it up or trade it because whoever wants the fourth pick probably wants to draft Tua, and mm-hmm. they're probably. Willing- I've been hearing though. I've been hearing though the Redskins at two are interested in Tua. I have also heard that. And that they have their 
everything's open. <laughs> um, and I mean, yeah, I I don't necessarily see them drafting Tua because Chase Young is there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so hey, it'll be an interesting draft. That's for sure. Yeah. The Jets GM says Le'Veon Bell is staying put, contrary to probably what the coach wants. And everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, combine news, Chase Young to interview only, to not throw or participate in on-field activities, and Burrow wants to play, and it's not looking like he's going to force his way out of Cincinnati, and the Redskins were to meet with Burrow and to... Uh, um, even though they just drafted Dwayne Haskins last mm-hmm. year. Um, I did find it interesting, these players that, like, Burrow seems to be locked into the number one pick, Tua's up there, which I don't know if Tua, I mean, if Tua would have participated, I feel like he could have, unlo- I mean, I, it's interesting to me because people have questions about him. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if he throws at the combine and is able, Good. unless he does, unless he feels like he can't prove <laughs> that he still has it. I think his, if I remember right, I think like him choosing not to do it is just to give himself another like maybe month or so to get back to the level. Mm-hmm. Cause obviously he had a devastating injury. Um, and he's, I think he's going to do all that stuff at his pro day. So they'll be able to see all that at the pro day, which, I mean, I mean, it's the exact same thing as the combine, basically, um, <laughs> just in Alabama. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the thought process behind that. I mean, but yeah, it would have looked a lot better to see him out there, at least, at least participating in like the throwing drills. Yeah. Don't do the 40, whatever. That's not a big deal. Just do some of the stuff. Mm hmm. So, um, oh, Brady and Edelman were seen FaceTiming, uh, Mike Rabel, which, uh, led to speculation because Tennessee coach, Tennessee is one of the places that Brady's looking at. Um, and there was also a video clip of Edelman shouting something at the crowd and looking at Oh, you're shouting, he's coming back, he's coming back. And Brady and, said no. And Brady, well, I think, what'd they say? I'm trying to remember now. They said that they found out, like, he said something about, like, I forget. But the, they were trying to decide if he was saying, like, no, I'm not, or, um, like, this guy, or, like, this, um, I don't know, it just added speculation. Lots, the the center focus for the past three weeks has been, where is Tom Brady going? Um, and also among that, the discussions on the CBA have held up the contract talks between mm. Brady and the Patriots. Um, 
Let's see. Oh, that's an NBA news. The Saints are letting Bridgewater leave now that Breeze is coming back. Really? Um, which I find... I mean, it makes sense. Um, like, I don't think they can afford to do Breeze and Bridgewater with the money that Bridgewater's probably wanting now that he's had a couple good years. Some success, um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I did not know that he was... Yeah, so Bridgewater is on the market. It's probably going to be, I think, what they say. It's probably going to be like Brady. It'll be the first domino to fall. Mm. And then Dak, even though Dak is now planning to be franchise tagged. Mm -hmm. And then it'll probably be Bridgewater next that teams are looking at. Um, there was a Louisville offensive tackle who posts a 5-1-40 time, and at 364 pounds, he's the heaviest player to run sub-5-2 since 2006. Yeah, he's a big guy. <laughs> now, in the broadcasting world, a deal that made many of headlines was Tony Romo signs to CBS at $17 million a year to commentate football games. I'd sign that deal, too. Yeah. Apparently, Peyton was pitched to first for CBS, but now the rumor is that Peyton is getting offered all the monies by ESPN to do Monday Night Football, mm -hmm. and... ESPN is looking to trade NBC for Al Michaels. Didn't even know that was an option. I didn't, I didn't know trade. that was either. But they're trying to get Al Michaels from Sunday Night Football to be in the booth with Peyton Manning on Monday Night Football. Okay. Which would drastically change things over Booger McFarlane, my goodness. Um... <laughs> I mean, I can't even. Uh, uh, yeah, so one of the talks in this has been, hey, Dak, look at what Cowboys quarterbacks get. You got Aikman and Romo, who both just commentate games now, mm -hmm. and now they get paid about as much as you'd get for playing. <laughs> yeah. So just focus on being the Cowboys quarterback and having just some moderate success. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once a Dallas Cowboys quarterback, you're paid for life. Yeah, um, always. Or coach. Yeah, um, apparently. The Bengals are expected to franchise tag A.J. Green, which I, I want, I'm not sure how he feels about this, but... Uh, I know how Joe Burrow feels about it. Yeah, yeah. He's I think that's happy. the reason they did it. I think the main yeah. reason they did it is because they're expecting Burrow to come in. Um, but it seemed like last year AJ Green was kind of done, like to be traded. Yeah. Um, speaking of trades, should the Packers trade for Odell Beckham Jr.? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think mean, we're all in agreement on that. I think everybody, says, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's Odell. It may have seemed like he had a bad year last year, but he really didn't. It really wasn't that bad. Um, That's the thing with Odell is it always seems like no matter 
what his circumstances, he still is so good that he manages to put up at, I mean, like last year wasn't a great year for him, but it was a pretty decent year for any other receiver. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think every team should be trying to trade for him. And if you think about him having Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams on the other side, mm-hmm. and Aaron Jones in the backfield, and Jimmy Graham at tight end. Well, Jimmy Graham's <laughs> gone. Oh, well, I missed that. <laughs> well, I'm just... He, he is. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, <laughs> there's your answer right there. So, I mean... That's I mean if you're the Packers, how many years are you looking at left with Rodgers? Um, three, couple. five. Like, yeah. So, trying well, to get him as many weapons as you can. They got the defense fixed. They just gotta get him some more weapons outside of Devontae Adams. Yeah. Um, and. I know the rumor is that the Packers are looking to draft a quarterback in the first round to get Rodgers' replacement or whatever. Mm-hmm. And sure, but you don't. It's. I think you're really pressing your luck if you're going to try and go from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers to the next guy who's going to be your quarterback for 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, I would try and get as much. I would, as LeBron would say, I would try to squeeze as much juice out of this Aaron Rodgers orange as you can. <laughs> yeah. Um. And honestly, with the way the Packers played last year, if they would trade for Odell, get a couple more defensive pieces, they'd probably be a heavy favorite. Yeah. I mean, they usually always are. Yeah. Oh, let me see here. Oh, that's nothing. Okay. Um, let's see. Oh, another trade that got a lot of steam this past week is the idea that the 49ers would trade Jimmy Garoppolo for Tom Brady. I didn't know it was Jimmy for, for Brady. Yeah, that's... That's essentially what it would be. It was Brady coming to the Niners, and they'd, they'd uh, move off of Garoppolo for Brady. Well, I think Belichick would be happy about that. I think all of New England would be happy about that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean... I don't think they would They would not miss Brady at all if they were able to get Garoppolo for the next ten years. Yeah, like, I mean... <clears throat> Brady's got at most two years left, and he's declining. Yes, and even if Garoppolo isn't... The greatest quarterback. He's leaps and bounds ahead of where uh, Brady is right now. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. So, you know, I just hear all this talk. I just heard more talk about it today. You know, we're not sure about Jimmy Garoppolo and maybe trade for Tom Brady and whatever. Um, I would just like to point out. First, I want to acknowledge that I am not. I've been documented on this show, and I'm not the biggest Garoppolo fan. Um, I'm not as high on him as some people, but I will say this. He just played his first full year starting, and he went to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, and for your first full year starting, if you go to the Super Bowl, usually teams aren't looking to trade you right after. Yeah. Um, 
I find it very weird that this is even a conversation. Um, especially with Tom Brady being 43 years old and Garoppolo being 28 or whatever he is. Yeah. Um, it just doesn't make sense for an organization to trade a young, younger quarterback. I mean, he's not super young, but a young starting quarterback. Who yeah, just a young quarterback for a quarterback who's retiring, basically. Yeah. And like, everybody watched last year with. Peyton, or not Peyton, Peyton's already retired. Um, Tom Brady having no wide receivers, no real running backs, which is what San Francisco has. They don't have a real, I mean, they have wide receivers, but they don't have crazy good wide receivers. They don't have a crazy well, good running back. Been the talk is that Tom Brady and Antonio Brown have stayed in contact and they could partner back up. Sam, Sam <laughs> is not do that <laughs> I with what they have already started over there um but it just wouldn't make sense because with brady what brady proved to do with basically the same team in new england garoppolo did better because they went to the super bowl with it so you might as well just stick with Garoppolo and try and get you know <laughs> go try and get um odell trade for odell trade for Blah, 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 draft a wide receiver, do whatever. Mm-hmm. As, uh, and you're not paying him. I think if the Niners did this deal, it would be saying we didn't like going to the Super Bowl. They, they would be, they'd, they'd be saying, okay, for the next 10 years, we're going to be looking for our quarterback. Yep. Um, like I said, not a big fan of Garoppolo, but I do think he's a solid option for that team. <laughs> he can, Garoppolo can start on just about every team. If you've got the team that you have there, he's already been paid, so you're already dealing with the cap there. Yeah. If you're if you're looking at this team that you have, this defense, this offense, I mean, you can get some more. Really, the biggest weakness on this team is receivers, and it's a receiver draft and mm-hmm. running back. Big receiver draft. And so... I don't get why this is even an option. It should um, be a conversation. Yeah. Um, Broncos traded a fourth-round pick to the Jaguars for A.J. Bouye. What? Bouye. Bouye. That's Bouye. what I thought. I, um, I like the trade. I don't um, know why the Colts didn't do it. Why what? I don't know why the Colts didn't do it. I mean... That's a fair point, yeah. I gave him a fourth-round pick for him. Yeah. No, he's definitely, like, Jalen Ramsey and Bouye were, like, the... Very good. Best cornerback duo in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, and now the Jaguars have traded Jalen Ramsey and... <laughs> yeah. Bouye, and they've gotten what? They got, what they get? Two firsts for Ramsey, and they got a fourth for Bouye. Yeah. Um... But yeah, I would have. Yeah, I definitely like the trade for the Broncos. I'm not sure what the Jaguars' plan is. Um, I don't know what their plan is either. I don't think they know what their plan is. Yeah. Um, Brady talked with Dana White about stuff. Say so he doesn't know what the future holds. Just be impatient and stuff like that. Chargers. Okay. Here's an interesting one. The Chargers send left tackle Russell Okung to the Panthers for a guard, Trey Turner. Now, I just heard this morning um, 
an interesting take on this. So, you see um, in the NBA, when teams are trying to land a big free agent, they start signing, you know, friends of the players. They sign, they make little moves before them to, like, show them that they're setting up for them. So, the Chargers' weakest point was guard. And Trey mm-hmm. Turner it might be the best guard on the market. He's a Pro Bowl guard. Huh. Um, now, they traded a left tackle, but in addition to being a receiver draft, this is also considered to be the best tackle draft in the past 10 years. Oh, um, nice. So the idea is that the Chargers made this move for Brady to say – so our weakest point was the offensive line guard. We just fixed that by getting this guy. Mm-hmm. We will draft. Um, we will use our first round draft pick instead of a quarterback. We will draft an offensive line or a left tackle. Mm-hmm. And um, then you got Austin Eckler. You got Keenan Allen. You got Hunter Henry. You got uh, Mike Williams. And then we have our defense with Derwin James and Joey Bosa, um, Melvin Ingram. So. The idea is that the Chargers made this move to appeal to Tom Brady so that he will come to the Chargers. I mean, I if he goes there, I don't care. I mean, <laughs> they're still not going to win. Well, hey. They're just trying to put people in the seats. That is true. Um... So the CBA was finalized and out to players on Thursday morning. Nate Solder actually came out and said that he was for the deal. He talked with Pat McAfee about that. Um, basically said that, you know, he has his opinion, but he's also the player rep for his team. Mm-hmm. And from what he's heard from his team is that most of the guys are for the deal. And so he has to go with what, you know, the guys are saying when it comes to. Yeah. His vote. So, um, like I said, roster spots 20 to 55 probably like this deal a lot more than roster spots 1 through 10. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, here is something that I am excited about. The okay. NFL Sunday ticket is targeted in a lawsuit that could be heard by the Supreme Court and could change how fans watch out-of-market games. So... Explain it to me, Bo. What? I said, explain it to me, Bo. So I was able to briefly glance at this article because I'm interested. So basically the argument here is that right now, and I can confirm this, right now the only option for people who want to watch out-of-market NFL games, so if you live in uh, – California and a Giants fan. What? Indiana and want to watch a Miami game? Yeah. Or if you're in California and you're a Giants fan, or you're in New York and you're a Chargers fan, if you want to watch these, if you want to watch your favorite team who's not in your market, the only option for you is to get DirecTV and then pay three hundred dollars extra to get mm-hmm. the full season of all the games. Yep. What the argument is is that's not uh, what they say. That's that shouldn't be legal. <laughs> it's a monopoly. 
Yeah, to have the only option be $300 for the entire season, what they would argue is that, especially with people who have, you know, people aren't watching satellite TV, people aren't watching uh, cable, like they're going to Hulu, Netflix, they're streaming, you know? Yeah. And actually, the NFL is for this because of that. Because they see the revenue, like, okay, so there's a $1.5 billion deal that DirecTV pays to have this Sunday ticket. Mm-hmm. But they're seeing the viewership be affected by this being the only option for out-of-market games. Because people aren't doing satellite, they aren't doing cable. Yeah. Um, so, the, so the NFL would like to get out of this deal that's supposed to run through, I think they said 2021 or 2022, and move to options where they can stream the games from other service providers, and even if you still have to pay, you can pay on a team basis. So if you live in Texas and you want to watch a Colts game, you just have to pay for the Colts, and it's like a separate Mm-hmm. be like whatever i don't know it'd be whatever the price they, it wouldn't be 300 dollars for every game it'd be you get colts games for 40 dollars or something like um instead of being forced to pay the massive price to get every single game and every single nfl and whatever mm-hmm. yeah so i'm excited about this because it is so annoying that the only option uh, – it is so annoying that I have to deal with my market, first of all, because, mm-hmm. like, at 4 o'clock games, it's always like, up next we have the Cowboys and the Cardinals, or we have the Rams and the 49ers, and if you're on the East Coast, you will watch the Cowboys and the Cardinals. And I'm like, I would much rather watch the Rams and the 49ers. Yeah. So <laughs> – this would provide a cheaper alternative option for people who just who don't want every game. Yeah. They would make some more options. <laughs> and they can stream it instead of having to have direct TV. <laughs> yeah. That'd be a, not, a lot nicer. Yeah. So I'm excited. <laughs> As we should be. Yeah. Um, hopefully... They rule against DirecTV. So, Melvin Gordon is expected to be a free agent. Not really any surprise there. Um, the only question would be where he goes to after the dismal season he had. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some NFL owners, it just came out this morning, some NFL owners hope the CBA can be negotiated into a better deal on an eight ga- 18-game season in the future, showing that the owners really only care about getting more games with more money. Um, <laughs> hmm. um, now, one last thing. I've heard some morons on TV talking that think that the Eagles should get Nick Foles back. No. Thank you. No, because... Here's the real deal of that. Nick Foles is a big contract now. Thank you. Yeah, Eagles would have to pay it. And they're already paying Carson Wentz. Thank you. Like, if Nick Foles was on a cheapy contract, sure, trade for him, whatever. Thank you. But, But, see, he on a big contract now. I think what these people were going at is that instead of Carson Wentz, oh, no. Nick Foles. 
Thank you. Now, like, <laughs> I let's, let's just well, no, Patrick Mahomes on the Eagles probably would have a pretty. I mean, it's still gonna be okay season because he's that great, but it would be nowhere near what it is because that receiver core is terrible. Yeah. So you can't blame Wentz for everything. No. No, so, I, I'm. I, and I just, would look worse. See, and these people. Apparently, I'll tell you who it was. It was Tannenbaum, who apparently used to be a GM. Keyword used to. Um, There's and, a reason why. And some other idiots on TV um, that think that Nick Full. That I just, <laughs> I'm just so baffled how anyone would think this way. I mean, his argument was that Carson Wentz is injury prone. However, Carson Wentz just played the full season and, by the way, made the playoffs with three quarters of his team hurt and Nick Foles played a quarter because he got hurt Mm -hmm. in the first game um, and was out for the year. Um, I'm not... This question just befuddled me. As as I would recommend, um, if you look it up, it's Dan Orlovsky who lost his mind (laughs) when this proposal was made. Um, It's on. I think it was on GetUp on ESPN. If you just if you look that up, I would just recommend it because I I don't know just just to see how much. How stupid they are! I don't. <laughs> I just. Uh, just uh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That was dumb. Um. Do you got anything else? Not in the NFL. Okay. I have a few things. Okay. Um. The Giants cut Ogletree. Uh, that saved them $8.5 million, or $8.25 million, uh, which is fun because that's $8.25 they can use somewhere else because they're bad. Um, the Giants tagged, is it Nagato? Nagato? Do we already talk about this? I don't know how to say the guy's name. He's defensive end. He's pretty solid, uh, <laughs> but he wants out. He, he doesn't want to be there at all. Um, and so that's a very interesting something to keep a watch on. Um, and then as we've already talked about uh, the NFL combine, um, there's been a name that has been linked to the Colts that's not necessarily someone that everybody knows. Um, Jordan Love? Yes. Jordan Love is who's been linked to the Colts. Um, I would prefer Justin Herbert, but I don't know if that'll happen because if you think about it, the teams that are ahead, you have Carolina mm-hmm. who's rebuilding, you have Chargers who's probably rebuilding, and you have um, uh, Redskins, you have Miami, you have Cincinnati, Lions. all of the, all yeah, and the Lions maybe all of them are ahead of them. So Herbert will probably be gone. He would normally probably last the, the Colts pick, but at this point. Probably not. But um, Jordan Love is another quarterback that's now jumped up boards to uh, now he's being projected as like a mid-round pick. 
Um, so the Colts would have to take him at 13 or would have to either trade back into the first round to take him, which I don't ever see that happening. Uh, mm. But just wanted to give everybody a little, little uh, stats about him. Um, <laughs> two years ago, um, he had 64% pass completion rate, um, 3,500 yards passing, 32 touchdowns and only six interceptions, and had 158 passer rating. Now, unfortunately, last year he fell off the planet, basically, Um he only he had a 61% pass completion. He still had about the same amount of yards, but he threw 12 less touchdowns and threw 11 more interceptions, which dropped his uh, passer rating quite a bit. But there is an asterisk on that season because apparently he lost, I think it was like nine of the 11 starters. For oh yeah, that'll make a difference. So I mean, he lost everybody. So I mean, to still play okay. Uh, that's great. Um, and he's been compared to like Colin Kaepernick. Um, there's some I've seen some Patrick Mahomes kind of comparison. Yeah, I've seen him compared. I've seen him compared to Patrick Mahomes in the sense that no one really like when Patrick Mahomes came out from A and M. The reason he went ten or whatever was mm. that there wasn't anything like no one was like overwhelmed with him in college, but they thought he had a lot of talent. Yeah. There's and a lot essentially of essentially what they think right now is they're not overwhelmed with his college ability, but they do think he has a high ceiling. Yeah. So I think at because we'll get into our well, I guess we can get to the the survey now if we wanted. Um, but we put up a survey of what the Colts should do with the 13th pick. Oh, um, yeah. For the most part, everybody said stay at 13 or trade back. Um, there's only a few people who said that we should trade up. I, yeah. But for the most part, everybody said stay or trade back. Um, but I found at, in, in, interesting. So Burrow and Tua, uh, well, Burrow seems to be mm-hmm. consensus number one. Tua's up there um, amid the injury concerns. Then, But it sounds like Herbert, who isn't really getting talked much about, has been – the they said I've heard people say you know you know he's athletic he's got a big arm he's thrown it better the, at the combine he threw it better than anyone at and yeah, the season he throws it better combine. than anyone he's just not getting talked about and they're not really sure why because he's a big athletic big arm quarterback <laughs> yeah I mean I don't I like Herbert a lot actually I want. I would love for what I want to happen because I'm a Dolphins fan is I do want like obviously Burrow's going to go in the top two. He's going number one basically because that he's going there. But what I'd like to see is like if a team like Oakland's like, oh, man, we really want Tua or the Carolina Panthers like, oh, we really want Tua. They trade up like with the Giants or with the Lions. They draft Tua. I'm okay with that because then – I'm okay with taking Justin Herbert as a Miami Dolphin fan. I think it would work out well. Mm-hmm. Honestly, actually, I really don't want them to take a quarterback, but I know they're going to because <laughs> they have to. Mm-hmm. And all honestly, I want them to take because we're not going to win this year, even with a rookie quarterback. Like mm-hmm. we can get a lot more pieces than just a quarterback. So that's what I want them to do, but they won't do it. They're going to draft a quarterback. So he, 
it's Herbert has been for a long time. We were like, oh, he's going to be the first quarterback taken. Then Burrow showed up and Tua played well, and so it was like, okay, now he's going to be the second or third quarterback taken. Now they're not even talking about him being the third quarterback taken. They're talking about Love has apparently. Some people were talking about him being taken first. Um, I think Mel Kiper and I forget who the other guy is, but they have a bet of who's going to go first if it's Kiper or not of Herbert or Love. And someone said Love, and I was like, "You're dumb," because I don't think that's happening. But it's for charity, so I mean, that's what the bet is. So he probably took it, so he can be wrong. <laughs> but yeah, it's I don't. He's kind of slept on it, and I kind of like it. I hope when it, the draft comes around that he slept on enough that he just drops. Because mm-hmm. late mid-round quarterbacks taken in drafts proved to be a lot, have proven to be a lot better than the first-round pick. Well, they usually From go better to a situation. Better like yeah. Mahomes went to a better situation. Uh, Lamar Jackson went to a better situation aaron Rodgers, when he was drafted went into a way better situation yeah yeah um, tom brady tom brady which was a fluke and holy cow he made it that was late he went to a good team um but and then you because if you look at all the quarterbacks that have gone one i mean andrew luck's not playing anymore because of injuries because the colts were bad for a long time Mm-hmm. Cam Newton is hurt. He's not playing. Um, trying to think who my Baker was number one. Baker didn't play great, but he's still young. Um, Alex Smith is out. He was a first overall pick, wasn't he? Yeah. Okay. A lot of the first overall pick quarterbacks haven't really proven. Really, the only one. I think Andrew Luck proved that he was worth the number one pick. Yes. And Peyton Manning proved that he was worth a number one overall pick. Yeah. But there haven't been a ton of others. (laughs) Exactly. So, like, that's why in my mind I think I don't want to draft a quarterback with the first couple picks. Like, the first couple picks, like, I understand all the hype on them, but, like, if you look at the proven history – late around going into a better situation that's when the quarterbacks become better i just want to say before this all gets you know kicked off and going and people say i made this take too late because now i've seen something i'm fairly confident that joe burrow while he might be a nice guy is gonna bust i'd like him not to bust because i'm fairly confident that he will it doesn't look good just because he's going to Cincinnati. Cincinnati is not a good that's location. Not, he's going to Cincinnati, and he just played on maybe the best college team that they've seen in a long time. Like, just watching him play, it seemed like there was a lot of stuff going for him at LSU. There's oh, a yeah. reason that Dwayne Haskins beat him out at Ohio State. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think he has a great arm. I don't think he's... I, I just I'm fairly confident that this will not work out well. He'll be one of those number one picks we talk about that didn't turn out. Yeah, and I mean, I think I think it's just going to prove the fact of the number one overall pick again. The number one overall pick for a 
quarterback. It's just not going to work out because he's going to a bad situation. He's going to have to start right away in the NFL. There's no getting used to the NFL. Like everybody in the NFL has like awards, prizes that they've won while they were in college. It's Mm -hmm. not a rare thing anymore. Um, So I think it's just going to prove it again that, you know, the number one pick quarterback didn't pan out to what they wanted. No, I wouldn't. If I were Cincinnati, I wouldn't take Burrow, but I would. Uh, I don't know if I would take a quarterback from Cincinnati, just because I maybe there's so many other holes. Maybe you risk it on Tua, but I would trade that pick, get a bunch of more draft picks. I don't see any of the quarterbacks in this year's draft being like. Um, Andrew Luck or the like someone mm-hmm. who can just carry their franchise and turn it around themselves. Mm-hmm. I would trade that pick, get a bunch more picks, and fill up some other things. And then if you're still bad, you get Trevor Lawrence next year. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That is how I think it should go. That's yeah. my opinion. Um, the number one quarterback doesn't really always work. Mm-hmm. I, I don't under, even understand how Joe Burrow became the number one quarterback. I mean, I think he just... He played real good. Well, yeah, but I just think he was not on anyone's radar, and he had one good year, and now all of a sudden he's the number one quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, it's usually how it is, though. I mean... Yeah, and that's why most of them don't work out. It's how Baker happened. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's our, that's my opinion. That's Bo's opinion. Uh, <laughs> we're right. Um, look at the facts. This is, Russell. this is where you get the right opinions. Exactly. I'm pretty sure that's what it says on our Twitter, but I might be wrong. Yeah. I might have updated that. <laughs> we'll see. So. No, we just got opinions and we're going to voice them. Yeah. That's what it is. First take. So, um, we're moving into the NBA. And try to get through. I mean, there's so much. We'll try and get through this fairly quickly. But um, here was a funny little thing I saw. So, I got the update that DeMarcus Cousins was eyeing a playoff return. And I think the next day I got a notification saying that the Lakers waived DeMarcus Cousins. Um, (laughs) so that's fun. Um, Russell Westbrook was ejected versus the Warriors after hitting Damian Lee on a rebound and talking with Clay. Um, I feel like I remember seeing this (laughs) so long ago. Um, I feel like I remember seeing this and thinking it wasn't that big of a deal, but, um, apparently that's a big deal. Apparently he got ejected. So big enough deal. It's on our show. Yeah. Uh, Steph said, well, okay, this is old. Steph said he'll return March 1st. He just returned last night or the night before. Um, Mm -hmm. So there's that. Um, And he played with limited minutes, which is an interesting situation because he has a hand injury. Um, So I'm not entirely sure. One, he was out, I think, longer than anyone anticipated, and now he's on limited minutes, and it's not like mm-hmm. a groin injury. or a, I mean, it's a hand injury. It's not something that 
<laughs> I don't know. Uh, but, um, yeah, so let's see. Some Kobe news. The This is getting weird. Um, <laughs> the pilot in the Kobe crash was reprimanded in 2015 for flying into airspace that had reduced visibility without permission. There's also problems with, uh, I think they said eight deputies who were on the scene took photos of it, which isn't allowed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Vanessa Bryant has now filed a wrongful death lawsuit. We talked, I think in the last episode of things that had come out where it said that, they were looking at, you know, what had happened, and it came back that there wasn't any engine failure on the helicopter. Um, hmm. A lot of things are making are making this an, a weird situation. Um, yeah. I, I don't. I'm interested to see what comes out, and I'm just hoping that it is an accident. Yeah, <laughs> very much hoping it is an accident. Yeah. Um, Marquise Morris cleared the waivers and signed with the Lakers. Um, so they couldn't get Marcus Morris, so they got Marquise Morris. Um, Wade's jersey was retired in Miami, and Bosch was there, and James joined on a video, um, talking about uh, what pose they're going to use for his statue out front. Um, <laughs> Um, the Hornets Malik Monk is suspended indefinitely for violating the NBA anti-drug program dude come Um, on what I said dude come on (laughs) you're already in the NBA yeah don't need to do drugs no drugs stay in school (laughs) kids (laughs) Um, let's see. LeBron versus Zion. LeBron hit his season high 40 points and Zion had 29. This is the first meeting they had. Mm -hmm. Um, and then Drake was trolling the Bucks. He was, so the Bucks have been doing this like WWE thing, like before games, like they, they pretend to beat up. Yeah. Um, Drake, he wore a WWE championship belt because the Raptors are the champions. Mm-hmm. Uh, True. And he was True. yelling at the Bucks as they were losing that this ain't the Wizards, baby. So. Oh, my. Scottie Pippen came out and said, we thought we were giving them both a tie in the dunk contest. Well, that didn't happen. Someone messed up. Someone done said nope. Of course, all the fingers are getting pointed at Dwayne Wade because the Heat player won. (laughs) I mean. (laughs) Um, Harden and Giannis have a little history. Le history. Um, it's been over the past couple years, but it escalated with the All-Star game this year. Mm-hmm. Um, in the draft, Giannis said he was between Trey Young and Kemba, and when asked 
why he wasn't interested in Harden, said he wanted someone who would pass the ball. Um, then, after the All-Star game, Giannis said that his team was looking to go to whoever Harden was guarding. <laughs> and then Harden came out and said that he wished he was seven foot and could just run and dunk because that takes no skill. And that he actually has to learn how to play basketball. And wow. then Giannis said that there's no beef. He's not trying. He's like, it might come off that way, but I'm not trying to do anything. And so there's just a lot of back and forth here between Giannis and Harden. Yeah. Um, especially Harden having said when Giannis won the MVP last year, that he thought he should have won the MVP, but sometimes the media just creates a narrative on a guy, and then they run with it. The um, same thing happened with you, James Harden. Well, thank you very much. So, the <laughs> that's what happens. Speaking of Harden, the Rockets and the Celtics went into overtime. Jalen Brown hit a crazy shot to send it into overtime. And then Westbrook had a game high of 41 points, and the Rockets won a 111 to 110 <coughs> and over. <coughs> Apologies. <laughs> the Clippers owner, Steve Ballmer, is close to buying and advanced negotiations with the Forum in Inglewood from the Madison Square Garden Company. So. Clippers trying to get their own building. Mm-hmm. That'd be interesting. The Lakers waived Troy Daniels to create roster spot to work out Dion Waiters, and they have signed him. Good for them. Bo's happy he's just think, not on the Miami. Yeah. I think the, the only reason he's signed is he's the break glass in case of emergency. He's the – if everyone else goes down – <laughs> we have you. We have- <laughs> um, LeBron versus Zion Part 2. LeBron had 34, 12, and 13 on 14 to 21 shooting. Zion had a season-high 35 points on 12 to 16. The Lakers won 122 to 114. Now, after the game, LeBron, you know, talked to Zion, and uh, he was asked about that in the uh Post game about people thinking he's too buddy buddy, he's too friendly with people he's going against, and LeBron's message to critics about mentoring young players. Pardon our French here, but he said, "Kiss my ass, say it with a smile too." <laughs> I, I mean, I don't see a problem with it. I mean, if you watch the game, he obviously is playing hard. Yeah. So I mean, it's it. Yeah, it's not like they're throwing games. <laughs> um, let's see. Derek Jones Jr., Alley Hoop. I don't know if you saw this. No. But I'm not sure how it happened. <laughs> I don't have any way to describe it. You just have to look it up, and I will tell you it's worth the watch. Um, Derek Jones Jr. for the Miami Heat had an Alley Hoop. And I'm not sure how he did it. Um, Kawhi missed a dunk in transition and followed it with a missed layup in transition. Ouch. 
That's not mm-hmm. fun. Um, Draymond got two techs in 11 seconds against the Lakers. And it was nice. Out of the- um, Working right there. Zion's first the teen Zion is the first teenager with ten straight twenty point games. Zion's pretty good. Zion's pretty good. Um rookies making LeBron and wife feel old said that um interacting with some of them they they've what do you say? They've come over. He's had some over at his house, and he's like, they play video games with my kids, and because um, they're closer to their age than our age, and yeah. they've called his they've called his wife auntie and said she doesn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I will say he said they called her auntie, and they and they she didn't like that because she's been twenty one for twenty years. Um, <laughs> Oh, oh, that's fun. LeBron's noticing the age gap here. <laughs> um, and there is an age gap now. Yeah, quite a large one. Um, here, okay, so MVP. It, right now, the consensus is, well, I think largely they're saying Giannis is far and away going to win. Mm-hmm. But if there's anyone challenging him, it's going to be LeBron. Yeah. Um, Giannis has played phenomenally. Yeah, he has. He's played very well. He's, I think he's got the highest PER player efficiency rating ever. Oh, wow. Um, nice. However, I will say there's a couple things that I would say go in LeBron's favor here. Mm-hmm. One being that the Lakers' offense with LeBron is second in the league, and without LeBron is 29th. That's true. Out of 30. Mm-hmm. Um it's a big jump. The Lakers plus minus. So, I mean, just in general, but specifically against the Pelicans, they were plus 22 with LeBron on the court. And for the limited time he was off the court, they were minus 14. That's so, crazy, considering Anthony Davis is there. And apparently it's supposed to be. And people are using that yeah. as a knock. People are saying, well, LeBron's playing with Anthony Davis, and Giannis isn't playing in the next. His next guy's Chris Middleton. Well, Who is can, we solid? At, can we look at Anthony Davis's career, though? He has one playoff series win in seven years with the Pelicans. Yeah. When he was the guy. And apparently this team is, is 29th in offense if LeBron's not on the court, even if he is. Yeah. It's so, <laughs> um, another thing I'd just like to point out is that for eight years, all I heard was that if LeBron was in the West, he wouldn't be doing this. If LeBron, it's because LeBron's in the East that he's having all this success. And I would just like to point out to people that now LeBron is in the West and he's the number one seed. Mm-hmm. I would also like to point out that the East has gotten worse since LeBron has left. So, yes, Giannis is dominating, but Philadelphia doesn't know what they're doing. No. Kawhi left the Raptors. LeBron's not in Cleveland. The East is probably the easiest it's ever been since LeBron. I mean, with LeBron not in it. Mm Mm-hmm. And so now we're saying that Giannis, because his team's going to win 68 games or whatever, 
in the Eastern Conference that is worse than it's ever been. <laughs> I don't. I mean, you look at the playoff seating in the East. You have the Bucks. You have Miami, who no one is calling Miami a legit contender. No. You have the Celtics, who is probably the closest thing to the Bucks. Yeah, I'd agree. You have the Pacers, who can't win right now. <laughs> you have the 76ers, who can only win at home. Mm-hmm. You have the Raptors, who are performing well, but they don't have Kawhi. <laughs> yeah, they're doing very well without him. You have the Wizards, who are terrible. You have the Cavs, who are terrible. You have the Pistons, who are terrible. You have the Magic, who are terrible. None. You have the Knicks, who are terrible. You have the Nets, who don't have Kyrie or Durant. <laughs> like, the, these, the East is awful. And no one is saying that, well, you know, Giannis is doing well, but it's because the East is terrible. But that's clear. I mean, that's a factor. And if that's going to be a reason why LeBron can be discounted, I want it to apply to Giannis as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I I'm, think, just, yeah. I'm just saying, if we're going to say for eight years the reason LeBron's dominating is because he's in the Eastern Conference, we can say this year that the reason Giannis is dominating is because he's in the Eastern Conference. <sighs> Yeah. Honestly, and when I'm looking at MVP, I want to see what player adds the most value. This Bucks team without Giannis is still very good, regardless of what people want to say. His next closest guy, Chris Middleton, who, by the way, just came off his second straight All-Star. Um, you say, you know, he doesn't have this, he doesn't have that. Well, if you look at LeBron's team, it's him, Anthony Davis, and nobody else. And they're number one in the West, <laughs> which is who are considerably better than the East. Um, you look at the 29th to second. You look at the plus minus. Clearly, LeBron adds the most value to that team. That Lakers team without LeBron would probably be a ninth. They'd be on that borderline there mm-hmm. to get in the playoffs oh, with yeah. Anthony Davis. Um, so, I mean... I get Giannis is having a phenomenal season. By the way, breaking news, it just came out that Giannis is, uh, he tweaked his left knee in the second half of last night's game. Um, so I'm not sure what that's going to lead to. Um, I mean, I just, it, I'm not sure, I'm not convinced it's as far away as people are saying it is. Yeah. So here's a question, Bo. Because with AD, or with talking about LeBron being the MVP and all this, and talking about with LeBron on the court and off the court, um, did the Pelicans win that trade? Well, I think it was the only thing the Pelicans could have done. Anthony Davis didn't want to be there. Um, well, yeah, but that's not the question. Did they win the trade, though? So like because they got like they got they traded Anthony Davis and they got um Ball and Ingram and Ball Hart. Ingram and Hart and draft picks. And draft picks. So does that a bet better haul? Did they do better decision? 
Um, okay, so... I think both teams won. I'm not... I mean, because here's why. I think Anthony Davis didn't want to be in New Orleans, mm-hmm. and so I think New Orleans didn't have an option but to move him. I also think that Anthony Davis is a much better player than any... Like, the one of the most confusing... All-star picks this year was Brandon Ingram. Um, yes. So, I mean, are Lonzo, Ingram, and Hart good? Yeah. But they're not. I, I think you can be a great player. Being a great player and equating to winning is different. Mm-hmm. I think Anthony Davis is probably a top. I'm not going to be like a bunch of people, but I'm going to say he's probably a top, I'll just say top 10 guy in the league right now. And I don't see Ingram ball or Hart ever becoming that. Now, do, do I think for being a top 10 guy, the way the, I think Anthony Davis, he can't be the guy on your team. He's like, mm-hmm. that's why having LeBron, I think is important to this team because I think Anthony Davis by himself doesn't equate to winning, but if he's your number two, you have a very good team. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I think the Lakers, I think the Lakers are happy having Anthony Davis instead of Ingram ball and heart. Um, and I think the Pelicans are happy having Ingram ball and heart instead of Anthony Davis. But I wouldn't say I wouldn't say the Pelicans got a better deal because I still think Anthony Davis is a phenomenal player. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't say the Lakers got a better deal. I'm, I, you know, I, I just okay. think I think the situations sometimes trades are beneficial. Well, that's what they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be beneficial for both. Oh yeah. Um. So I don't. I don't think. I don't think the Lakers would be having the success they're having without Anthony Davis mm-hmm. if they would have kept them, and I don't think the Pelicans would be having the success they're having with Anthony Davis. Okay. So. But I just I, I think the MVP race is a little closer, and depending on what this injury does, I mean, you got a quarter of the season left. If Giannis struggles through the last quarter of the season... Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, does the Bulls coach know what he is doing? Mm-hmm. My answer is no. Ooh, I don't <laughs> know. Who watches the Bulls? No one watches the Bulls. Um, but here's the deal. So this coach, apparently, the players have kind of lost him. Mm-hmm. Um, the He's calling timeouts at the end of games. With like They're down 12, 20 seconds left, and he's calling timeouts. Um, and I saw the other night, the specifically what prompted this question is the other night the Bulls got a wide open layup, but before they could make it, he called a timeout. Um, <laughs> so, hmm. uh, which led to Luka Doncic's, Doncic's laughing, uh, on his way to the sideline. I, I would be too. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna go with now. I'm going to go with no. Okay. 
Spike Lee and the Knicks have some drama. Apparently, Spike Lee was using this employee entrance. Apparently, he's used it, you know, for 30 years or whatever. He's been a season ticket member. And the Knicks now have a problem with it and want him to come in this other entrance. And um, I don't know all the details on this. All I know is Spike Lee is literally the biggest celebrity that the Knicks have representing their brand. And he's been mm-hmm. a season ticket holder court side for 30 years. So they added up the inflation. He's given him about $10 million. Um, so... Um, I feel like at that point, the Knicks are going to treat him however he wants to be treated <laughs> because the Knicks are the saddest organization maybe in sports. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're just take what you can get. Knicks likely has come out and said that he's done going to Knicks games for this season. Yeah. Um, and the first game that they had at home after he announced that was the lowest, uh, attended NBA game they'd ever had. Nice. And, like, forever. Sell the team. Um, Tim Duncan subbed coaching for Popovich, but Popovich still gets the result on his record. So Tim Duncan went and – Tim Duncan went, they won, and instead of Tim Duncan being 1-0 as a head coach, Popovich just adds another win to his record, and Duncan's still 0-0. All righty. That's fun. Maybe for Popovich. Um, yeah. He should do that more often. Yeah. Um, Karis LeVert scores 37 in the fourth and overtime and finished with 51. I believe he plays for the Nets. I'm trying to remember. He does. He plays for yeah. the Nets. Yeah. To lead them in victory. So they were down, I think, what they say? They were down 14 going into the fourth, something like that. And he scored 26 in the fourth, including the free throws to send it to overtime. And then in overtime, got another 11 and finished with 51, and they won. Nice. Um, Marcus Smart had to be restrained from the refs. Do you know why? I do not. Okay, I don't either. I was just curious. Um, That's just kind of who he is so i didn't look into it much um <laughs> lebron hits a shot from the logo the other night nice good good shot threes. um you know here is something i don't know if you remember i think we talked about this a while back about someone who had a rookie yeah. who had I think, was, I think we talked about it was wiggins is who we talked about doing this no it was uh it wasn't Wiggins. I thought it was Wiggins who didn't do it. I, I thought it was a rookie. Uh, no. Oh, I don't know. Oh, well, whatever. They just clock in and forgot their jersey and they had to go back to the locker room and get it. But here's one better. Kevin Porter Jr. was supposed to start for the Cavaliers, but forgot his jersey, and so Delvadova went into the starting lineup. Because um, he's just standing out there in a tank. I don't understand how you forget to put on your jersey. I... <laughs> He's just standing out there in a tank top. <laughs> I'm not sure how this is a forgotten bit. But yeah, but I don't know how you don't take your jersey out there. It doesn't make sense. doesn't make sense. Steph returns after missing 58 games. He returns on March 5th. Um, and then Luka Doncic became the fifth player in NBA history. With 10 30-point triple-doubles in a season. Nice. Mm. Good job. 
Giannis is inspired by LeBron. Seeing James as a top three best player in the world at age 35 has shown a path he wants to follow. Well, I mean, everybody wants to follow that. I mean... Yeah. Um... Let's see. Doncic had x-rays. He doesn't know the results. He says, it hurts, but got to play through it, which is the exact opposite of what Kawhi Leonard said. (laughs) (laughs) Kawhi Leonard said, it doesn't hurt, but can't play. (laughs) (laughs) Kawhi drives me nuts. Um, Jeopardy, here's a fun thing. Yeah. There was a question on Jeopardy. Came up. Joel Embiid adopted this nickname that also describes the 76ers strategy in building the team. One contestant rings in. What is Dua 180? No. No other contestant buzzes in. The correct answer, of course, is trust the process. Mm -hmm. Apparently, the smartest people who get on Jeopardy. Do not know this. Oh, they don't know anything about sports. They had a category, I think it was James a couple years ago. Yeah? James Holhauser. He was a professional sports gambler. So uh-huh. he ran the sports categories. Oh, so there was a couple years ago, there was a sports category. It was about baseball. And I knew every answer, but and I thought they were very obvious ones, but no one had a clue. So here's the thing about Jeopardy. Whenever you ask them regular people questions that people should know, that's when they don't know information. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's see. Dion Waiters, we talked about that. Mark Cuban's fined $500,000 after going off on officiating twice and going on the court February 22nd. $500,000 500000 to Mark Cuban. I'm going to say it didn't hurt that bad. Um, Not at all. Didn't the, Clipper, the Clippers are signing Joakim Noah. I think the Clippers and the Lakers are just signing whoever they can. Whoever they want. Yeah. Um, the Hawks CEO, Steve Coonan, says starting the NBA season later and avoiding direct competition with football would help television ratings. Amen. I, I, I believe it. I fully believe Christmas Day should be the first day of the NBA regular season because that's essentially what it serves as now, except they play two months before that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Also, I don't know if he meant, you know, just starting later and then ending later. I, he I heard starting in December. Yeah, I don't, but I don't know him, but I heard somebody. But, but, Starting later and then ending, like having the same length of time. Oh, I don't know. The finals would be in like July or something. I did not hear that. I would also be here if he just meant start later and skip two months of the regular season and make the season like 58 games or something. Mm -hmm. They won't do that. No, they won't because as in the NFL, the more games, the more money. Yep, exactly. Um, But – Right now, viewership is down in the radio season. I can tell you exactly why. It's because nobody cares. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you add fewer games, that's why the NFL, viewership's always up, because every game matters in the NFL. Every game matters. Literally in the NBA, the playoffs are already so big in the NBA. Most teams, if you're 500, you still make the playoffs. 
Which, if you're 500, let me clarify this. This means that you win a game, and then you lose a game the entire season. <laughs> the entire season. So who cares if you win or lose? You just got to be 500. Mm-hmm. Um, NBA teams are told to plan for no fans amid concerns of coronavirus. This would impact my work. Um, it would. <laughs> it would impact me quite a bit. LeBron came out shortly after and said, I ain't playing if there's no fans. <laughs> and um, the response was, LeBron, you're an idiot. <laughs> They're looking out for your health, dude. The man who is probably the most... No, I mean his health. Like, I understand not wanting to play for no fans, but there are people still watching you on TV. The fans are still watching, and they're, the NBA is looking out for your health. And it's not like they're going to do this. No, but here's the thing. I can tell you, I've worked the Big Ten. I'm going back today. Big Ten Women's Tournament. Mm-hmm. There are no fans there. Mm-hmm. And it is a, not to be, not to just sound harsh, but there aren't, there's no one there, and it's a very different environment with them just playing on the court without anybody in the arena. Oh, I'm sure this to like a Pacer game. I'm sure. Um, I I get so, and I guess LeBron. That's a you know that's the title grabbing. Um, mm-hmm. Quote, what he was saying in full was that he plays, you know, for the fans. He doesn't want to play if um, there's no fans. It's, I don't know. But there's the, still fans watching you, LeBron. Don't worry. The, I just – here's the thing. I don't – I don't even drink beer. I'm not worried about the coronavirus. Um <laughs> slapper right there uh, every oh. coronavirus gets its lyme disease um so the <laughs> Ooh, that's a, that's even better all right i like to test out my routine on casey but so the um he's also a stand-up comic uh he goes yeah. by mo bullet yeah. uh look him up so the <laughs> Honestly, what I don't get about coronavirus is it's not a new thing. No. You, you get it the same way you get the flu, and the flu affects more people. Yep. So The flu affects more people, I, too. I don't know. This is like a mutation or something. They've never had a breakout like this. Mm-hmm. But really, unless you're really young or really old, you have like a weakened immune system, you're not washing your – like they're, basically they said, how do you not get coronavirus? Take showers, wash your hands. Don't touch your face. It's like, this is all stuff that you should be doing anyway. I'm not sure what you people have been doing. That's what uh, you go to Sam's Club, Walmart, stuff like that. They're all out of hand sanitizer. It's like, is this what it actually looks like if people are, like, washing their hands? Like, I don't (laughs) – what have we been doing the whole time? Like, if you haven't been doing this, what have you been doing, you weirdo? Like, (laughs) I don't – I don't know. Yeah, I get, you know, we're trying to protect the outbreak. I just don't, you're not, if we're just going to sit in our houses until every outbreak passes and hope we just never get sick, I I mean, I don't know. (sighs) 
Okay. The Lakers played the Bucks. LeBron had 37, 8 and 7. AD had 30. Giannis had 32 and 12. The Lakers won 113 to 103 and uh, clinched a playoff berth. So here's the thing LeBron had 37, 8 and 7, and they beat the Bucks. I don't know if anyone's. I mean, granted, Giannis had 32 and 12, but he didn't win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I the does Lakers, this impact the MVP race at all? <laughs> probably not. Probably not. It should, but it probably doesn't. The Nets mutually part ways with Coach Kenny Atkinson, 118 and 190 in his three plus seasons with the Nets. Um, and one other thing, Rookie of the Year has become a hot topic with how well Zion has performed. Yeah, it has. Um. Some people are saying Zion should be Rookie of the Year. Some people say John Morant should be Rookie of the Year. Um, Would you like to know my opinion, Bo? Well, I'll lay out the strengths and weaknesses here. The strengths. John Morant's about to take the Grizzlies to the playoffs, maybe, which is Mm -hmm. not something anyone saw coming. Um, (laughs) John Morant has played very well, and he's played all season. Zion has played very well. He's... I mean, he basically walked in the league and he's averaging 24 a night and um, just dominate. Like, there's no – you just watch him and people thought he was too big, thought he was too this. But the reality is there's no one in the league. As the league went small ball, i.e. the Rockets, whose center is 6'5", and P.J. Tucker, um, the – the league went small ball and shooting, and Zion came in, and now there's no one who can match up with him to guard him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's 19, and these NBA guys can't figure him out. Um, well, I think, like, LeBron's the only guy who could probably figure him out. Yeah. And LeBron. And, and Giannis. And even, yeah, and Giannis. And when you look at the game with LeBron that he had, I mean, Zion dropped 35 and dropped 24 or something like that. Yeah. Like, still plays a very good game. Yeah. So, I mean, um, yeah. so Zion has been great. The only thing is, is he's only going to play about 30 games barring any injury here. Um, and his, I mean, his team might make the playoffs, but he's only going to play 30 games. So the question is, can you be rookie of the year playing less than half the season? Um, or will John Morant, especially, uh, okay, I'll give you two scenarios. If the Grizzlies make the playoffs, does that change anything? If they don't make the playoffs, does that change anything? What is Casey's opinion? Uh, neither of those change my opinion. Um, so what is the the award called, Bo? Rookie of the Year. Okay, so that is of the year. So that means you've played for the <laughs> most part. Rookie of the February. Yeah, like for the <laughs> most part, you played the whole year. Like you might miss a couple games due to a, a tweaked ankle or something like that. So that's... So you play 70-plus games. Yeah. So in my opinion, and I am a big Duke fan, I so if you went to Duke, I usually root for you, and I want you to win everything, which in this situation, I'm actually against it. Because Zion, while he has played phenomenal, and I mean phenomenal, these past, this month or two, whatever it is he's played, um. He's, he's only played a month or two. Jaw's been playing all year. He's been playing great all year. Um, if Zion had played all year, it, this I don't even think this would be a conversation, honestly, Probably of who's rookie of the year. Because if 
you're averaging 25 a game, then you're probably going to win the rookie of the year. So, I mean, I, that's, so much, I think there's just so much hype around Zion mm-hmm. that this is becoming a conversation. I think it is. I would lean towards John Morant. I think, you know, Zion's been phenomenal, but you can't play 30 of 82 games and be up against a guy who's going to play 75 of 82 games and take. And let's not forget the Grizzlies. He might take the Grizzlies to the playoffs. Like, the Grizzlies. They're young. They were supposed to get the. Well, they had the number two pick last year, but they're awful. I mean, the. The, to turn that team around that quick, um, I think says a lot. Now, granted, the Pelicans, I don't think, I don't know. But I just don't think 30 games is going to get you rookie of the year. No, it's a year award. Unless, unless like, every other rookie is terrible and you're just mm-hmm. outstanding. Un- okay, here's my unless. The only way I think he should get it is if Zion takes them into the playoffs and well into the playoffs. Yeah. Which I don't foresee happening. But, but Rookie of the Year, like MVP, is considered a um, season a regular season award. So I don't even know if that would be able to impact it. Yeah. My unless would be, like, if if Zion came in and played 30 games and John Morant wasn't there and no other rookie was, like, really doing anything, Mm -hmm. then Zion would win. Which doesn't work because there's quite a few rookies this year who are doing pretty well. Yeah. Um, One last thing is that, well, I guess one last thing. Okay, so uh, they were asking LeBron about motivation with MVP. He said the MVP doesn't motivate him. He used his words very carefully. If you read between the lines, you think um, the MVP might not motivate him. But, like, so I think going into a season, LeBron's not saying, okay, I'm going to be the MVP. I mean, he's thinking, I'll be the best player on this team. I'll be, I'll be the best player in the world. But he's not going, I'm going for the MVP. He's thinking, I'm going for a championship. I'm going for <laughs> yeah. I'm going for this. He's not, but I think you'd be wrong if you say it doesn't bother him that he only has four MVPs given his body of work <laughs> over the past 17 years. Um, yeah, I'd agree with that. I, I know um, if you listen to Nick Wright, it's, you know, he probably should have six, arguably seven MVPs. Um, Probably. Look at 2011 when Derrick Rose won the MVP. That's kind of the one that um, everyone's kind of like, especially in hindsight, <laughs> going, mm-hmm. yeah, that probably should have gone to LeBron. Um, there's a couple others um, in the later uh, years where you go, yeah, LeBron probably should have gotten the MVP. Especially, it's tough when it's a regular season based award, and then you go to the playoffs, and LeBron's clearly the best player in the world. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> and so, um, oh, and then there's the argument that he should have been, like, you know, Steph was the first unanimous MVP. Well, LeBron wasn't a unanimous, unanimous MVP because in, I think they said 2013, is when. 
LeBron got every vote except one guy voted for Carmelo. <laughs> and so that probably <laughs> yeah. is a piece of it. So um and honestly, if you look honestly if you look at LeBron's career, like yes, other people have great years, but for most valuable player, LeBron probably could have been the MVP eight, nine, ten times. <laughs> there's always an argument for that it might not motivate him but i think it probably does bother him that he's not recognized as the mvp as much as he probably should be Mm -hmm. we're coming to the end here do we have any uh you know any tweeter yeah um i'm gonna have to actually look this time i don't know if mike (laughs) did mike tweeter us I think he did. I scroll back quite a bit. Maybe I don't. I don't know if he tweeted at us. What? Mike. I mean, the last episode came out like three weeks ago, so it might yeah. be back there. Mentions. Uh, would the February 24th sound about right? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'm going to say this is it. He, cause, alright, so, number one fan, Mike Klinger. Follow him at, at Mike underscore Klinger. <laughs> um, he was surprised that we read all of his tweets. Well, Mike, we read all the tweets because. You're the only one we have to pick from. <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> now, I got some competition, which I'll get to here in a second. Ooh. But for the most part, you're still, you are still our number one fan. Uh, he said he's gonna try to keep it down this week. Uh, he said Daytona and the Talladega are the hard ones to predict because of the style of racing. I didn't know there's a different style of racing. Nope. Um, <laughs> takes a lot of luck to win there. I feel like it takes a lot of luck in general. Mm-hmm. Um, said some drivers have better luck than others. Um, he says that's why his picks were off. He said all four oh, of big excuses, huh? Well, all four of the drivers he chose actually were involved in wrecks. Uh, it just takes being in the right place at the right time. Um, apparently, the race in Las Vegas was very good, uh, the 23rd of February. Um, said lots of battles around the track, especially for the lead. Um, I don't know how you can battle in the middle of the pack. I feel like you can only battle at the front. <laughs> Um, but he, he said, let's go back to Daytona for a sec. Uh, to try and beat the game of luck, the Toyota, Toyota, there we go, drivers all fall back to the back of the field in order to try and avoid wrecks. Mm. I feel like you avoid them better in the front, though. That's what I figured. Because if you're in the back, you run into them if they happen. That's what I thought. Interesting strategy move. Um, I wouldn't do it. But they can do it. But yeah, there there is our boy Mike. Um, Bo, do you have any questions for Mike this year or not year week whatever we're um, at? Just in case we don't come back for a year. Yeah, come um, back. I, I mean, yeah. What? Why is? I feel like the front would be a better strategy um, to avoid wrecks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. Oh, he didn't address his language that we had in the previous um, episode. Eh, eh. I, 
I'd like a formal apology, Mike. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> alright, and alright, we gotta go so we put up a poll that some of y'all have voted on uh, sh- more people should have voted, that's just our opinion but whatever um, and our <laughs> question our opinion's right, our opinion's right. Uh, our question was, should the Colts trade up in this year's draft to secure a franchise quarterback yes, uh, stay at 13 uh, trade back uh, we wanted to know your opinions on who they should draft or, or what, who they should draft slash what they should do, probably. Uh, for the most part, everybody said, well, via our Twitter fans, we are at 44% on trading up and 44% on staying ba- staying where we're at. No way. And 11% of you said trade back. So that's interesting. Um, I mean, but what is your opinion? What should we do? <sighs> I was afraid you would ask me this. Um... <laughs> I think that we have a lot of draft capital this year. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying trade like all the way up or whatever, but um unless but so the <laughs> Here's so I wouldn't I wouldn't want to trade up to get a I wouldn't let me I don't know how to say this so right now we're at thirteen mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to trade into the top seven to get a quarterback the only I would trade into the top seven to get like Chase Young if he was slipping because of quarterbacks or something yeah um I would say. I would trade into like the ten nine eight spot to get like Jordan Love or something, mm-hmm. or Justin Herbert. Um, I'm not uh, Tua could be great, but it's a big risk. Um, Burrow, I think, is going to be a bust. Um, I think Herbert could be good. I think Love could be good. Um, there's one other guy. I think it starts with an E. Oh yeah, um, Eason. Yeah, Jacob Eason. Yeah, he's starting to get some talk. Um, he would be able to trade if you traded back. You could get because they're talking. I think him late. Yeah, Just, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I don't think, like I said, I don't see any of these quarterbacks being like a franchise changer um, necessarily. Mm-hmm. Like just by themselves, they'll come in and turn it around. Um, but if I think like Jordan Love, Justin Herbert would be two real solid guys that might drop a bit um, based on what's going on. Um, and I think we have we have I think nine picks this year. Um, nice. So you know you trade your thirteen and a third and a fifth and move up to nine or something. And one of those guys, like I I wouldn't be upset about it. Um, I think it's a a very deep receiver draft. They said, you know, if you know what you're doing, you can get a starter in the third or fourth round at receiver. Um, the, uh, so you don't necessarily need to get the big, you know, 
I'm sure the big flashy guy is nice, but you can still get a very solid receiver in the third or fourth round if you wait. Um, and it's a tackle draft. You know, you get get some offensive line depth. Um, what we really need is linebackers and defensive lines, so that's why Chase Young would be nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but um, I think it just depends on what there is available. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to spend a lot of, of stuff and trade up into the top five just so we can get a quarterback. Like I, not even like I'm saying, you know, you know, I mentioned Herbert and Love. Like even if it was for Herbert, I wouldn't want to trade up that high to get Justin Herbert. No. Um. So. Yeah, I think I think if if it, it depends on what's available, it's who you're getting. I, I mean, trading up. I think. I don't know how big of a. If we stayed put, I'd be fine. If we traded back, I might. It'd depend on what we get. But <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. But yeah. All right. So, in my opinion, um, I am a stay at thirteen or trade back. Um, I don't want to trade forward because I don't see anybody other than if Chase Young somehow slips past like the fifth pick, like mm-hmm. that happens. Trade up everything you got. Because yeah. that man is an animal and would be amazing. Um, but I don't foresee that happening. I'm pretty sure he's going two, three, not going to go anywhere other than that. Um, so that's my only thing of to be able to trade up. Because if you stay at 13, if Herbert or Love is there, take them. Why not? Go ahead. Um, awesome. If they're both gone, whatever. Go for the wide receivers because this wide receiver class is crazy good. Mm. Um you got uh, the two from Alabama. Um, from LSU. I don't know who the two is. I know where one is. Who's oh. the other one? I don't know. Um, there's two from Alabama. Uh, there's Jerry Judy and um, Henry Ruggs. Uh, two very different wide receivers, both very, very good. I think Judy's the one they said like is head and shoulders above the rest. He is. Judy is the number one, in my opinion, as well. Um, and then there's C.D. Lamb, who... Also, he showed at the combine why he is so big. Um, and then there's other wide receivers as well that um, could that are good as well. So at 13, if Judy's there or CD Lamb's there, that's who I'd say take him. Um, take a wide receiver at that pick because they are heads and shoulders above everybody else. Um, but if there is like Herbert there or Love take them over the wide receiver because of how deep this wide receiver class is. And then maybe in the second round draft um, one of the other wide receivers who are very, still pretty good. Um, so that's my opinion. I think we should go wide receiver because T Y is our only option at the moment. And we mm-hmm. T old and he's missed quite a few games lately. So we need, we need something else. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, this week, we actually had two people give us opinions on who should be drafted. Oh. It was crazy. We have responses. Uh, on our Facebook page, uh, which is at Sports Shenanigans HM, uh, follow it, uh, like it, and all that stuff. Um, Colin Houston, our MLB expert, uh, said we should dra- draft Justin Jefferson from LSU. I would not be mad about that. He is very good as well. 
<laughs> um, but yes, and then we have a new addition of the Twitter followers that have followed us lately. Uh, thank you all for following us. We are very, very grateful. Ask Portion Ants. But it is Locked on Ducks. If I remember right, Locked on Ducks is a... Uh, yeah, they they are a page. They daily cover the Oregon, and Oregon Ducks for the football and basketball. So oh, okay. follow them if you like Oregon. Uh, they're fun. Um, but they said... Based, Basically, because based on the rumor with Philip Rivers um, going to Indianapolis, which is, I believe, what they are saying is going to happen, is if he's going to go there, um, and then take an elite wide receiver at 13. But they said even if you have to trade up um, to get that elite wide receiver, but they're like, you probably can stay at 13, which with this year's draft, you can get probably CeeDee Lamb or uh, Jefferson or – Maybe even Judy, depending on who, where you take them. You can stay at 13 and still get that wide receiver. So, thank you for your opinion. Uh, be on the lookout for other uh, questions we put out there uh, so we can talk about you, hype you up. Um, you can be like Colin. We'll give you a shout-out. Uh, I believe his Twitter name is at... See Houston underscore Rockets. Yep, there you go. I knew it was something with Houston Rockets. Well, uh, it's Houston like it's spelled on our uh, uh, yeah carpet. Yes. Um, and then yeah, and be like locked on ducks or be like Mike. Mike, I don't yeah. Mike. Mike, did you vote on this curiosity? Because I can't tell. It just tells me how many votes I got. You know, Mike. You got some competition. Yeah, you got some competition. Now. You We're got starting at the big time, Mike. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. We over doubled our Twitter followers this this like week and a half, Mike. Mike, so. we're growing. We're growing. You gotta you gotta start start making sure you hit those polls. <laughs> but you just said be like Colin and be like locked on ducks before we said be like Mike. That's never happened. That's not, <laughs> never happened. <laughs> but still, be like Mike. Tweet us because he we, Mike still is winning. He had the most consistent. Most Mike's consistent. Still- he has the most. He's our guy. He's our number one fan. I would say I would say the race to be our number one fan is more uh, distant than the race for NBA MVP. I would say <laughs> I would agree. I'd agree to that. <laughs> well, that is going to wrap things up, especially since I got to get ready to go. But the, that is go- <laughs> that is going to wrap things up. We will eventually talk baseball. I'm not sure when, but we will eventually do it. We will. Because there's a lot of stuff happening over there. There's we got a lot. NFL, NBA. We had a lot of stuff. And uh, so we got you all caught up. We'll be back shortly to get you all caught up again. And Facebook, we mentioned at Sports Shenanigans HM. Twitter at Sports Shenanigans. Email is... HMS shenanigans at gmail.com and then uh, rate, review, subscribe, tell us what you think, vote on the polls, answer the questions. Not only vote on the polls, but if you comment, then we know that you what you're doing. So um, yeah, the, we'll give you a shout out, and you may get more Twitter followers because we're gonna give you a shout out because our platform is ginormous. 
Um, it's, it's growing. Let's go. With <laughs> growing. We're not not ginormous. We're growing. <laughs> so that wraps up this edition of Sports Shenanigans. We will see you next time. And pit stops are fast. And oh, question for Mike: How are pit stops fast? But to rotate my tires takes an hour. That's what I want to know. <laughs> we will see you next time. <laughs> With that answer. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs>